Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for July 1st, 2011, and here's what's going on in the global automotive industry today. American Axle, the last major automotive supplier with its headquarters in the city of Detroit, announced it's closing its manufacturing facilities in the city. It was unable to persuade its UAW employees to accept labor cost concessions. They had been making $45 an hour in total compensation. American Axle wanted to lower that to $30, matching the rate that it pays to workers in another plant in Michigan. The Detroit News reports that as recently as 2008, American Axle had eight facilities at its manufacturing complex in Detroit, employing over 2,000 people. But a protracted strike crippled those operations. Now there are only about 300 people working there. And you know, I understand why nobody wants to cut their income, but I do not understand why they're willing to let a plant close down and lose all those jobs for future generations. Consumers Union came out in favor of fuel economy standards of 62 miles per gallon in the United States. Consumers Union publishes Consumer Reports, the influential magazine that rates cars and other consumer products. It says manufacturers have the technology to achieve this fuel economy standard. But here's my AutoLine insight. Currently, the only vehicles that can meet that standard are the Volt and the Leaf. But the proposed standard would require the entire fleet of vehicles to average 62 miles per gallon and do that in a decade and a half. In automotive terms, that's less than two full design cycles away. That's next to impossible and will only be solved at extremely high cost, meaning car prices are going to skyrocket. And that's going to put a lot of jobs at risk. Consumer Reports says it did a national survey where people say they're willing to pay higher prices for cars to get better fuel economy. But I say, look at what people do, not what they say. If they were willing to pay more for fuel economy, sales of hybrids should be screaming ahead. Instead, hybrids still comprise only 2.5% of car sales. BMW just introduced the new 6 Series Coupe, which is slightly longer and wider to give rear passengers more room. It's offered with a V8 gasoline engine, an inline 6 gas engine, and a 6-cylinder inline diesel. Each is turbocharged and comes with an 8-speed automatic transmission. It has a newly developed suspension. It's the only car in its class to offer electric power steering and the first in its segment to offer adaptive LED headlights for low and high beams. And of course, it has all the latest electronic infotainment and safety features. Fiat's commercial vehicle brand Iveco just introduced an updated version of its Sprinter-esque van, the Daily. It's offered with a three liter diesel with twin turbochargers or a 2.3 liter gasoline engine with Fiat's multi-jet fuel injection system. Standard safety equipment includes electronic stability control, traction control, hydraulic brake assist, and trailer sway mitigation. 
The Iveco Daily is sold in almost every part of the world, and the new version goes on sale this September. Toyota's planning a massive media campaign this fall when it rolls out the next generation Camry. According to the Wall Street Journal, the push will include 40 new commercials. Look for these spots to drop sometime in October. With this ad blitz, the company is trying to portray itself as a smart, safe, and worry-free choice for consumers. The new Camry is part of a product offensive that should include 20 new or redesigned vehicles that are due to come out in just the next two years. The chaps at Land Rover just released some important figures on the new 2012 Range Rover Evoque. Starting price for a five-door model is approximately $45,000. A coupe version can be had for $1,000 more, and that includes destination and handling charges. Beyond pricing, Land Rover also shared this compact SUV's estimated fuel economy. Out and about, it should deliver around 19 miles per gallon city, that's roughly 12.4 liters per 100 kilometers. On the carriageway, that figure jumps to 28 miles per gallon, or about 8.4 Ls per 100 clicks. A combination of fairly lightweight construction and a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder engine contribute to these impressive figures. Look for the Range Rover Evoque at North American dealerships this fall. Hey, it's TGIF, and you know what that means. Another hilarious episode of Roundabout. Tonight, you'll meet a real-life mater from the movie Cars, learn which head of state nearly mowed down a crowd of would-be voters, and see the most influential Lamborghini that never existed. Catch Roundabout Live tonight at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time at You Know Where, AutolineDetroit.tv. You know, as I mentioned earlier, hybrids represent a very small slice of the total automotive market. And coming up after the break, we'll have some experts weigh in on why that's the case. What if we always settled for the first thing that came along? Then we'd never have gotten here. Introducing the Sonata Hybrid from Hyundai. I've got three analysts joining me for this week's AutoLine. In the following clip, Jessica Caldwell from Edmunds.com, Jeff Schuster from J.D. Power & Associates, and Michael Robinett from IHS Automotive weigh in on what's going on in the hybrid segment of the market. I mean, if people truly do want fuel efficiency, you would expect everyone to be marching into a showroom and buying a hybrid. And as you all know, mm -hmm. all hybrids combine, and I think there's now 30 hybrids and electrics mm -hmm. from well, 14 different brands, and it's still less than 3% of the total market. So what, what's going on here? If people really want fuel efficiency, why aren't they buying all the hybrids up? Mm -hmm. Well, I think right now, I mean, for uh, Prius makes up 50, 60 percent of the hybrid market, so I think it's an availability issue. But I think more so, it's just uh, you have electric vehicles now, you have plug-in hybrid vehicles now. The technology has evolved, and I think those people that want something, you know, the latest and greatest, it's something not a, you know, not a hybrid. A hybrid is almost mainstream, so you don't necessarily get that cachet of, hey, I own a hybrid, when it's becoming, uh, you know, more of an appliance vehicle than something truly special. I mean, it, it is in Los Angeles where I live. It's just uh, a Prius is like owning a Camry or a Corolla, yeah. very common. I think when you look across the board and, and put, put the technologies together, you know, they each have uh, different advantages and disadvantages and, and issues with, and there's still some uncertainty related to to the battery, to range, range anxiety with consumers. Uh, 
price, I think price, it comes down to the break even. Mm -hmm. And consumers are doing their homework when they when they look at these vehicles for the most part. Yes, you, you have the early adopters, you have those that have to have the technology, but when you get beyond that, I think it's more of an issue of, am I, am I gonna break even? Am I gonna get my money back out of this investment? Yeah. yeah. On the fuel economy side, you were saying earlier the small cars are just better and they are also more fuel efficient. So if you're really only going to be losing a couple miles per gallon by going down to a, a gasoline engine, why not just go there and pay a lot less money? And I think a lot of consumers are getting wise to that going forward. You can watch that entire episode right now on our website, AutolineDetroit.tv, or check your public television stations to see if AutoLine is carried in your market. And this coming Tuesday, you can catch a live episode of Open Line. Michelle Naranjo and Chelsea Sexton will be focusing in on the world of racing. And as always, they'll open up the lines to you for a great discussion on all the hottest topics in the automotive industry. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Time next Tuesday. And a programming note here. AutoLine Daily will be closed down all next week for our summer holiday. We'll be back on July 11th, so thanks for watching. We will see you then.